Welcome to the Free Man Void. I'm your host, Victus D. Void. That is, if you're watching on the podcast, not, not the podcast, that is, if you're watching on YouTube or BitChute, but if you're if you're listening on the podcast, uh, FMA, Free Man's Addendum, Mad World, I'm your host, Victus D. Void. Um, I do got to apologize. I haven't uploaded a video in a few weeks. Um, I've been uh, thinking to myself, I've gone to some dark places and I wanted to take a little break to allow my head to get into the right space. But uh, without any further ado, thank you guys for list, uh, waiting patiently for the return of the king. <laughs> but uh, yeah, let's get right into it. There seems to be a uh, madness fever permeating throughout the West right now. This madness has the citizens, you know, of these supposedly developed civilizations engaging in degeneracy in order to fit in into their reprobate societies. Then they post their endeavors, you know, their deviant endeavors on the Internet for everyone to see. In a past episode, I discussed the rat race. You know, the rat race is the internal pursuit of happiness through the attainment of material wealth coupled with the engaging and increasingly euphoric, pleasurable experiences. When one is trying to understand what is wrong with the West, you cannot view the rat race as the driving factor in the destruction of the Western societies. In truth, the rat race has always existed since the dawn of civilization, or rather, the fall of mankind from grace. Ever since that unfortunate day, we have been chasing a high that can rival the state of absolute peace the original man felt in that glorious garden. So, with that being said, what is actually wrong with the West? Well, I kind of only want to talk about America right now, so let's talk about what's wrong with America, the good old USA. Every other nation is irrelevant to me for now, and the truth still stands. When America is down bad, everybody else is down bad. So let's focus in on America. I'm sorry to those other nations. I don't mean to disrespect you guys, but I am living in America, so therefore that is my main concern for now. In order for us to fully understand what is wrong with American society today, we need to take a trip back in time a few thousand years. Let us go back in the days of the Roman Republic, specifically the fall of the Republic. You see, the current state of the American society or the American system has many similarities with the Roman Republic during its last days. There's this website I found called uh, Students of History. Uh, there's this article, I believe, or maybe it's like an online textbook. Not sure. I don't really know. I'm slightly retarded. Autistic, which is basically the same, <laughs> almost. Anyways, the article is called The Decline of the Roman Republic. Without any further ado, let's get into this textbook article uh, little mishmash. Starting right off, the textbook or the article says that one of the contributing factors to the fall of the Republic was that the government was complex with many leaders and councils at different levels. Hmm, very curious. This seems awfully familiar. It appears the uncontrollable growth of bureaucratic barriers like various levels of governance and systematic policymakers only makes life more difficult for republics. Fascinating. Do you know of any other republic that is experiencing systematic operational issues as a result of the uncontrollable growth of bureaucratic barriers? Hmm. Is there any other nation? that has created various new government organizations to handle tasks that aren't really necessary and only make day-to-day -day operations more difficult? Think carefully as I get back to this article. <laughs> 
However, okay, this is where this article kicks in. However, many problems began to emerge with the growth of the republic. Economic problems, government corruption, crime, private armies, and the rise of Julius Caesar as an emperor all led to its eventual fall in 27 BCE. Rome's continued expansion resulted in money and revenue for the republic. Corruption and bribery increased in the government for officials to gain power and access to this money. Oh, wow. What's this? Apparently, according to this article, the decline of the Republic was worsened by the powerful elites funding puppet politicians that would pretend to fight for causes and the democratic process, but were really only put in power to make money for the masters that put them in power in the first place? Wow, that's honestly shocking. Do you know of any other glorious republics suffering from this issue? Well... Let's take a look at what occurred during George Bush's presidency. Here's a reading from an article written by the Financial Times. The U.S. has overwhelmingly borne the brunt of both the military and reconstruction costs, spending at least $138 billion on private security, logistics, and reconstruction contractors who have supplied everything from diplomatic security to power plants and toilet paper. An analysis of the Financial Times reveals that the extent of which both the American and foreign companies have profited from the conflict with the top 10 contractors securing businesses worth at least $72 billion between them, none has benefited more than the KBR, once known as Kellogg's Brown and Root, the controversial former subsidiary of Halle Barton, which was once run by the infamous Mr. Dick Cheney. Big old Dick Cheney, vice president to George W. Bush, who was awarded at least $39.5 billion in federal contracts related to the Iraq war over the past decade. Two Kuwait companies, Agility Logistics and the state-owned Kuwait Petroleum Corporation, are the second and third biggest winners, securing contracts worth $7.2 billion and $6.3 billion, respectively. The U.S. hired more private companies in Iraq than in any previous war ever, and at times there were more contractors than military personnel on the ground. By the way, it is common knowledge now that the Iraq war was fought entirely over oil as well. So, a sitting U.S. president started a war over oil for oil corporations that ruined the lives of millions of Americans. And, he then stole money from taxpayers to give to his already ultra-rich buddies who controlled military contracting corporations. Wow. Unbelievable. The unfortunate truth is, though, Mr. Georgie Bush isn't the only president or politician to do this. Ronald Reagan, the glorious Ronald Reagan, was a Hollywood actor recruited to play a politician for the Republican Party back in the day when the Republicans were the problem. Well, they still are, but now the Democrats are running the show, and they're the problem, because both parties are the problem. You know, don't you get it? There is no right and wrong between the Republicans and the Democrats. They're both shit. Or I should say, shite. I'm trying to stop swearing. Please pray for me. You know, I want to get better. By the way, during Ronald Reagan's presidency, did you know that the federal debt held by the public nearly tripled in nominal terms from $738 billion to $2.1 trillion? This led to the U.S. moving from the world's largest international creditor to the world's largest debtor nation. Wow. But there are even more politicians who served as puppets, you know, people like every other president since Theodore Roosevelt. But even Roosevelt's career as president is peppered with the occasional special interest operational footprints. 
Of course, we can also add filth like Alexandra Ocasio-Cortez to the list. There's many more, but let's get back to the Roman Republic. Rich people bought votes and gave favors to friends. Bribery and corruption were rampant and led to the commoners' distrust in the Senate. Many people were bought back as slaves from Rome's conquests. The capture of slaves created an influx of cheap labor and hurt the lower classes and disrupted the agricultural system. Many local farmers could not compete with the wealthy farms that used slave laborers and eventually lost their land. When Rome's conquests declined, so did their sources of income. This decrease in money resulted in the loss of support from the people of Rome and created an enormous stress on the economy. Officials then began to tax their citizens, furthering discontent. Wow. So you mean to tell me that even back then in the days of Rome, their armies, which were their corporations comparable to modern day conglomerates and multinational dystopian business empires, brought back slaves for the elites to use as an alternative to avoid paying citizens? Hmm, almost like American corporations using slave labor in China and third world nations instead of maintaining factories in the U.S. to pay their workers what they're worth. Wow, unbelievable. I didn't see this coming at all. <laughs> With no police force, crime was out of control in Rome and people feared for their safety. The wealthy hired their own private armies for protection. Many of these political armies killed people and stole their land. These grew large in some cases, and they owed allegiance to a private citizen as opposed to the Roman government. Wow, that's crazy. Now, this is the part I want to discuss. This is the next step in the destruction of the American system. We're already witnessing the signs as crime increased in American cities, but it's only going to get worse. Want to know why? Wow, <laughs> we're facing a major economic crisis like no other. Economic crises are what lead to uncontrollable crime rates. Remember, to be free does not mean you have the ability to do whatever you want, but rather you have the ability to do what is right and still succeed. What do I mean by this? Well, those who do whatever they want become slaves to their own impulses. They become drug addicts, sex addicts, and compulsory liars and master manipulators. When one is truly free, he can succeed by doing what is right and good without needing to engage in evil. To understand what I mean, let us return to the original concept of the American dream. That dream was that in America, as long as you were willing to put in the work and effort, you can carve out your own piece of happiness in American society. You go to work, you do your job, and you save up your money while taking care of your family the right way. Eventually, you'd reach a point where all your hard work will pay off. You'll have your three to four bedroom home and the white picket fence to keep out the Jehovah Witnesses, you know. But what happens when the economy becomes so defective that a man can no longer provide for his family and move up the social hierarchy by putting in an honest day's work? What happens when young couples can no longer afford to buy starter homes because giant real estate conglomerates are buying up houses and land to profit off price increases and then renting them out for three to four grand a month? What happens when the cost of putting a child through a four-year university becomes just as expensive as a starter home itself? What happens when an individual becomes completely incapable of succeeding in life despite following the rules they were told would bring them success? Well, things get dangerous. Violence, panic, fear, suffering, starvation, and death. Speaking of starvation, did I mention we are facing a food shortage? LOL. 
we're fucked. We are fucked. To finish off this week's episode, since the Roman Republic fell and became an empire, does that mean the American Republic will also? Yes, absolutely. Matter of fact, the American Republic has already fallen. The empire is just taking some time to solidify its dominance. But I digress. That's all I got for you guys today. Thanks for tuning in. It's your man, Victus Devoid. It's been a pleasure talking to you. To all those with eyes to see and ears to hear, stay loyal, stay diligent, and to all those gremlins lurking in the synagogues. <laughs> I'm sorry, I, I, I'm not, I'm not anti-Semitic. <laughs> but to all those evil people, Vivictus, Vivictus, when it's time for Babylon to fall, you will burn down with it. Again, it's been a pleasure talking to you all. Stay loyal, stay focused, and of course, God bless.